0: Hello, and welcome to Female Founder Fridays. We have today Adi Susan of the Million Dollar Pineapple, and her focus is in growth hacking. So Adi, welcome. Would
1: you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. I now own two companies, like six or seven brand lines or something. Kind of lost track at this point. But they're all very unique and very special. I've been in the startup space since 2009. I was born to two serial entrepreneurs and kind of just learned how to conduct daily business and grow things from them. And that's sort of after college. That's what I just kept doing. How did you start specifically as
0: a founder? Was it through one client for one
1: experience? Yeah, I didn't plan to be a founder. I was more of after college, some friends asked for advice. and It was like, okay, yeah, I guess I could swap you advice for equity, but it was very messy because we were all like two, 23 years old. We didn't really like know what that meant at that point. So it didn't pay very well. It was all in equity, which was like meaningless paper at that point. And I ended up having to grab a job with Apple in Northern Italy. And then after that, I doubled their sales in a year. And after that, the requests for my advice were suddenly like much better paying. So it was more just like freelancing, giving people advice. And then a few years ago, one of my clients asked me to start a company with him. And then he fell off like shortly after we launched, like a year after we launched. I just kept going. Amazing.
0: And how did you come up with being interested in growth hacking specifically or helping companies grow? Where does that motivation come from?
1: That's just like naturally what I'm good at. I've tried other things. I thought it'd be really cool to go with my friends who moved into the city. Like I grew up in the tri-state area. Like they all moved into the city to work in finance. And I thought that'd be really cool. I just like, I was not naturally good at it. Like it just, I would read the material and it just didn't sink into my brain. Like it was like gears grinding. I can consume a book a week, In consumer behavior and behavioral psychology and UX design and user interface optimization and all these things, I can just inhale that really quickly, internalize it, and be ready to run with it. Whereas Mm -hmm. when I try to read like a finance book, oh my gosh, like I really have to sit down and like get out a pen and paper and like write it out to have it sink in.
0: Yeah, you have to really put in a lot more effort when it's not something that comes natural. So it's fun to find out what subject areas really motivate you and bring out energy and that you can run through. Yeah. So how do you see working with founders? What's your take on the different founders that you've come upon?
1: You're partially like life coach. Like, yes, you can do this. No, the board members are not that scary. I would not do that merger if I were to you. Like, yes, that does look like a good acquisition target. You're partially coach and then partially like strategist where you actually get to say, okay, based on the next 20 steps, this is what I think we should do. So I think it's like a balance.
0: Is there a common success trait that you've seen in the companies you've worked with, whether it's an approach
1: or a mindset? Yeah, they have to be hungry to work with me. And I've had some founders that have come in and they're like, well, I can take you or I can take half a dozen other marketers. And it's like, well, with that mindset, they're not going to value what advice I give them. And they're not going to drive as hard with it. And really what consultants are selling is sometimes confidence in a specific process. Like if I were to tell you, hey, I'm going to give you this golden ticket. And if you walk up to that restaurant over there, you're going to get into the restaurant without, you can bypass the line and you can eat whatever you want. And then you'll have a great experience. You're going to walk up to that restaurant with confidence, bypass the line. That golden ticket might not even get you into that restaurant. But because somebody that you trusted told you, hey, this is going to work, you're going to have confidence to do it. Well, it's pretty much the same thing with consulting with startups. If you tell them, hey, this is the process that we're going to follow, except the restaurant instance, I may not know the restaurant owner, or I may be the restaurant owner, just telling you, use the golden ticket. With growing startups, it's like, hey, I've seen this work 10 times. If you liked the research behind it, here's the research, but let's focus on diving into actually getting this going. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have founders that they want to argue every strategy. And I can tell you, like, yeah, I do work with a few founders like that, but we are not nearly as productive. As the ones who are just like, okay, what's the strategy and how soon can we start implementing it? Because while this person is 10 steps down this path that we discussed, the other person is still wanting to argue if that's the best strategy three weeks later. right? Look at the two situations. One has yet to take a step forward and the other one's already made $5,000.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you work with specific industries or companies at a specific
1: stage? I prefer to work with early stage startups. industry. At this point, we're industry agnostic, simply because when I was younger and starting out, I had to take any contract I could get, which meant I signed some really aggressive uh, non-compete clauses. So it was like, you cannot work with any other app in the hotel industry for three years. You cannot work with any other fashion startup that is selling fabric-based clothing for the next 24 months. And so like- They really got you there. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, but I need this job right now. Okay, yeah, sure. That kind of forced me to have to go into other industries. So growth isn't so much about the industry as it is about humans, because at the end of the day, you're always marketing to humans. And if you understand how humans buy, you can apply that to any industry. If you understand what makes humans happy with their buying experience and with the retention strategy, you can apply that to any industry.
0: Yeah, the framework is is the most important thing to understand because then you can exactly overlay it onto whatever company comes to ask for your valuable advice. You have a, a consulting board of your own that you bounce
1: ideas off of or are you part of any networks and groups? Yeah, I, I do have mentors. They're my board of advisors at MD9. And I did that intentionally with MD9 because I usually have like a co-founder where we, we motivate each other, but we also pull each other back from bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And I usually, it's like a battle buddy, like they're your number one wingman. And with MD9, I tried having a few different people be co-founders, but they didn't have enough experience to be able to really add value and know when to jump and when to stay back. And so it ended up being more of me taking on an apprentice that was very high maintenance and wanted to be compensated equally. It was easier for me to just get the board of advisors for MD9, but I do also run other ideas by them. Like, Hey, what do you think of this? And there are very well connected, so they do help with a lot of the growth projects. For example, right now I have a company that I own fifty percent of. It's disinfectant and sanitization solutions for uh, retail locations and restaurants and offices that are trying to open post COVID. Mm-hmm. And with that, I asked my mentors and my advisors, "Hey, what do you think of this idea?" Before I jumped in, and several of them were like, "As soon as you launch this and get these three solutions up, I have ten people like." introduce you to that would be ready willing and able buyers so they're they're not just like there to tell me like no that's a bad idea i'm not signing off on you doing that they're also there like so open doors yeah exactly
0: amazing exactly. i love that and yeah. what are some of your or have been some of your biggest struggles when you were starting out and then what are some
1: of the struggles that you face now as a more experienced executive when i was younger i would say that there were a lot of there were a lot more times where i was written off just because i was young and they were viewing me as somebody who like partied every weekend. They were like, oh, you're 18. So you must be at this level. I'm like, no, because most 18 year olds like had a social life. Like they spent their weekends at the mall in high school. I spent my weekends in my parents' offices. They spent their weekends partying in college. I spent my weekends either studying or working. So that was really frustrating for me because I would have to tell them, okay, give me a challenge and see if I answer it the same way as someone else who's 18 or 23. And Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. And they're like, how do you have all this knowledge and experience? And it's like, because when you're a kid and your parents teach you something, you just you're a sponge. You absorb everything. Yeah. So imagine your kids, your parents, instead of teaching you how to hold a fork and then later, like letting you go off with your friends, they teach you how to hold a fork. And a few years later, they're inviting you to a board meeting where you're sitting (laughs) down and watching contract negotiations. You continue to absorb it all like a sponge. And yeah. in terms of like current struggles, what do you think that you still need to overcome or are working on? Oh my gosh. Um, competition is really fierce. It's always fierce though. A lot of people will play at this level. You have a lot of very political and petty games where people will try to like smear your name and they're very creative and you kind of just have to be consistent, stay honest, like stay the course. And eventually the truth comes out. But yeah, sometimes you, you get, you miss like a few project opportunities because somebody decided to run your name through the mud. And yeah, that, I think that's life. Yeah, that's life. And that's, yeah, I, I try not to like get too bent out of shape about that anymore.
0: What is something that has helped your self-confidence? Okay,
1: so self-confidence, I think is, um, there's, there's a really good book. It's called The Confidence Gap. What he's saying is anytime like you're walking into a situation where you don't feel confident, all you do is list out what did you do to get that invitation to walk into that room. And so like something that I did for a while is I printed out my resume and then I highlighted the numbers grew this company by 30 something million, grew this company by a hundred million. Like increase sales for this company, like by 4,200%. So I, I highlighted those numbers. And then anytime I was feeling a lack of confidence, I would just quickly look at them. And I was like, okay, numbers don't lie. And so- That's a great strategy. Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, especially like as a visual person, at least for me, I think that having and writing things down and seeing them, that really translates into how I feel. There are some trends that you're excited about the future in
1: terms of your business or the area that you're in. Okay. So there's a new one that one of my friends just walked me through last Friday that I I was speaking with a few advisors about, and some of them are excited to see how it ends and others do not want to sign off on it. So I only work on retainer. And instead of working on retainer, you take like a smaller upfront retainer. So instead of 68,000 for the project, I would take like 20,000 or 10,000. And then you have milestone payouts. So Once I hit this milestone, then I get this payout, like this percentage of the revenue growth. And then once Mm -hmm. I hit another milestone, I get another percentage of revenue growth. But then you also add an equity. So the equity isn't unlocked over time. It's unlocked as each milestones hit. Mm -hmm. So if I hit those milestones faster, the equity is vested faster. Like The vesting schedule is based on milestones, not based on calendar date
0: is there room for error at all in terms of yeah something unexpected happening
1: so the the way that the milestone um, method works is it's literally like okay if i hit that milestone in three months i get paid faster if i hit it in nine months i don't get paid until nine months later so it does account for things like pandemics <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly so back to just more general
0: advice, what is something that has completely changed the way that you look at either your business or your life, whether it be a book, an experience?
1: I'm, I'm an optimization addict. Like So I'm always looking for like, okay, what can make that faster, smoother, easier? I'm constantly tinkering with processes, communication strategies and things like that. So I can't say like there's exactly one book I have made a Pinterest board of like all of the books I highly recommend that um, cause uh, like I, I still read like uh, one book a week or one book every a couple or sometimes two books a week, sometimes one book every couple of weeks. But um, I found that certain books like are so disappointing and, but people are like, Oh, have you read this? And I'm like, well, yes. But I was like highly disappointed by it. Like, mm-hmm. and then there are other books that it's like, this had such a huge impact on my life. So I have two Pinterest boards now. Uh, One that I know off the top of my head that had a huge impact on me was algorithms to live by. And with this one, what I did is each section I would break down and then I would make cards to help me internalize it. Mm -hmm. And then I would move on to the next section. But that one, I think, made me value mentors and advice a lot more because they have uh, the explore versus exploit. Mm -hmm. Uh, They break it down. so okay, you can go out to every single restaurant in your area, try it, and then make an Excel so you remember which restaurants you actually liked. Or right. you can find a friend who has similar taste to you, and they go out to all of the restaurants, and then you just ask them for recommendations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and that's exploiting. Right. And then, so with that, it's like, okay, like, same thing goes for consulting. Like, yeah, you can go and you can try like 30,000 different tiny marketing tactics and tweaks. Or you can hire a consultant who can say, I've tested them all and here are the five that will work for you right now. Yeah.
0: not reinventing the wheel is definitely a great learning objective overall because having that advice from others being immediately transplanted into you and your strategy and what you're doing, it seems like a very nice way to optimize life. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I have a, a quick fire round of questions. First, what
1: advice do you think is pure fluff or that doesn't work? The advice fail fast, I think, is often misinterpreted because people end up just doing stupid things. Like it's designed to help you commit to things without being worried about the negative comments you're going to get. So whenever I launch a new startup, I know that I'm going to get 500 bullets shot at me by competitors who are trying to shut me down before I even take Mm -hmm. off. And somebody who's afraid of failure, as soon as they get that negative feedback, they're going to be like, oh, I have to redesign my entire company. It's like, no, don't you understand a competitor just opened up another LinkedIn account and is spamming your your feed? Like that's not Mm -hmm. feedback. And so I think people misinterpret that and they end up just like making a bunch of very poor decisions. Right. No, fail strategically. That's
0: so that would be a smarter piece of advice. So (laughs) fail strategically. I love that. What's something that you read
1: or listen to often as part of your routine? I get hooked on albums. So like I'll listen to a specific album or a specific series of songs on repeat for like a week or like three weeks straight because it helps Mm -hmm. me to get into like a certain headspace that I'm trying to get into. But then once I no longer need to be in that headspace, like I've outgrown it, then I kind of just drop it and move on to the next one. Who is an awesome person that you follow? Noah Kagan. His his marketing strategies are awesome. He's he's always like telling you like little, like, if you like self-optimization, he's, he's really into that. For example, I was watching a video. He published the other day and he was saying, just spend five minutes a day learning the keyboard shortcuts. If you're in Gmail and he was like, look at how fast I move around Gmail and look at how fast you move around Gmail to do the same things. He was like, if you save like just five minutes here and five minutes there, like in a year, you've saved several hours. And he said that that's like one of the keys to his business is now worth eight figures. And he said that's one of the things that he credits strongly to his success. What groups or
0: associations are you part of outside your main job?
1: Oh, I'm a part of a lot of growth hacking groups. A lot of growth hacking groups. And then a lot of IE alumni groups. So we have like a meme group and trading, like we're swapping ideas and like uh, trading stocks. And then we have a group for like biopharma nerds and yeah, lovely. Wow.
0: And then last, what uh, last words do you want to leave our listeners with?
1: Oh, well, that's a hard one. <laughs>
0: this
1: pandemic will end soon. I promise. <laughs> no, that's a big one. it's a big one. <laughs> um, if you could make one change to your life, I would say start reading more. Reading more. Yeah, it's it's about brainwashing yourself like to be a better a better version of you and then you can level up faster at work
0: thank you very much for sharing everything this i guess concludes our episode of female founder fridays hope everyone learned a thing or two and gained some inspiration and thank you so much ali for for joining us yeah thank you for having me take care